Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 77. When God seems far away, remember what he's done in your life. There are times when God deliberately deliberately works in ways that don't make sense to us. Is it to test our faith or to pull us closer to him? Well, let's dig in. Psalm 77. And the introduction reads, For Jeduthun, the choir director, a psalm of Asaph. I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. And then here's an interlude. Selah, pause and think about what you just heard or read. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days long since ended when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? Here's another interlude. Verse 10. And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. Another interlude. Pause. Reflect. 16. When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea. Your pathway through the mighty waters. A pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep, with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. That was Psalm 77. So here's some historical background. This is a prophecy from when the Babylonians invaded Judah. 
Um, and if you want to know the story there, you can click on over to my blog and click where it says and click on the links um, and you can go deeper into some of these other Bible studies. Jaduthan was King Josiah's seer or prophet, as well as one of the king's musicians and the choir director. In other words, he was the leader of the worship team at the temple. King Josiah was one of the good kings. Pastor Sandy Adams elaborates. It, Psalm 77, asks the same question as the book of Habakkuk. You're not familiar with Habakkuk. He's one of the minor prophets, which doesn't make him what well, he wrote lesser, but <laughs> he's just a sh one of the short books. But um, uh, as Pastor Sandy writes, recall the prophet Habakkuk was confused. Why would God judge his people with a nation more wicked? It just didn't make sense to Habakkuk. We clear a huge hurdle in our relationship with God when we realize his ways aren't always guaranteed to make sense. God has a good <laughs> curveball and a changeup, and he'll use either pitch at any point in the count. There are times when God deliberately works in ways that don't make sense to me. To test my faith, do I trust him where I can't trace him? Can I obey in the dark? Do I follow my own sense of reason or God? In the first four verses, Asaph is so distressed he can't sleep, end quote. Well, that brings up the question, have you ever been so distressed or felt far from God that you can't sleep? Of course you have. I couldn't sleep the other night. Sometimes I lie down and can't fall asleep. Other times I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep. Until I keep repeating Psalm 4, 8, which reads, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, will keep me safe. If you repeat the word of God over and over again, it's, that's called meditation. That's meditating on the word of God, which is okay. It's not like the meditation of the Hindus and yoga where you want to enter your mind. When you're meditating on the word of God, you're actually filling your mind and your heart with the word of God. So if you say over and over again, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, will keep me safe. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, will keep me safe. And it's the truth. Only Jesus can give you peace. And he's your protector and your provider, and he will keep you safe. Or Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. In other words, give it all to God. Give it all to God. That's it. Obviously, our problems as humans is that we try to depend on the understanding from our human minds, and there's no way that we can ever figure out God completely. For instance, here's a good question. Why would God save some people and not others? Why wouldn't he keep his promises? Why do some situations end with a miracle and some in tragedy? Why, God, why? We can ask God these questions and even yell at him like some of the psalmists do. Yet we must remember that he told us, and we read in Isaiah 55 verse 8, 
My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. If you feel far from God, it's you who moved. Or as reads in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus hasn't gone anywhere. You have. So where is Jesus in this psalm? And I go to um, spoken gospel um, for this insight. And I quote, the psalmist wondered if God's promises had failed. His current experience didn't match what he'd heard God had done for others. But the psalmist chose not to let God's silence be his final word to him. Instead, the psalmist remembered what God did in the past as the best indication of God's plans for his future. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he quoted from a psalm similar to this one and asked why God had abandoned him. You find that in Matthew 27 and, and it's Psalm 22. And I've got those linked in my blog um, and the link is in the show notes. So continuing. But unlike the psalmist who lived, Jesus died. Just when all hope seemed lost, Jesus rose from his grave after three long days of divine silence. Like God was to Israel, Jesus rose to become an all-powerful shepherd. Jesus has split open death. He turns graves into dry ground, and Jesus leads the dying from the bottom of their coffins to new and eternal life. This is God's final word to his people. There is no suffering or silence, power or pain that can separate us from God's rescuing power and resurrection love. So like the psalmist, we can always remember that God's love is measured by his cross and his power is measured by his resurrection. God's current silence is not God's last word to us. Jesus is. And that again was from spoken gospel. Well, have you strayed from the good shepherd? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That's John 14, 6. So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, feel his shalom, a peace that surpasses all understanding, and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen at any moment. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, How to Know Jesus. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem, so I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please, let me know if it helped you.
Are you looking for a Christmas gift for the person who has everything? Yeah, the guy or gal who's hard to please. Well, a book makes a great gift, especially a Christian book from a Christian bookstore. We have all types of books to choose from, nonfiction and fiction, all with a solid Christian message from well-respected Christian book distributors. Check it out. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.